The grown ass man hip hop is what I listen to. <laughs> no, um, this is your boy Joey Burnham, and when I'm not listening to the grown ass man hip hop show, I'm listening to the grown ass man hip hop show. It ain't nothing else better to do with your time. This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by. Welcome to hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the podcast about social issues, politics, movie news, and Keanu Reeves. I'm Vic, and he's Ken. We release episodes bi-weekly, one focusing on current events, both politically, socially, and in movie news, and we'll drop one movie review as well. Remember to follow us on all your social media platforms and, and take, a, take a bookmark. Yeah, we have plenty of cool swag. Visit us at allpodcastmatter.com. Two up, two down. I'm putting the lady of rage on now. <laughs> so, okay, so we're going to do some so moving on. We got the whole crew in Man, here. Leave soon, though. Well, okay, so you're going to miss out on this one, too. <laughs> oh, we're fixing to do it now. Let's do it. So you're really going to be pissed off. Okay, so we didn't get a chance to have our pre-show meeting about who's going where. So we got a raw list. It was fun to fuck with you guys about this. So we're talking about the 2000s. Like I said, we're doing the greatest of all time 2000s. We've got that far. Eminem, number one. So I'm going to give you guys who I got for the 2000s. And y'all let me know what y'all think. Okay, so here's the list I put together. Jay-Z can't be on that. I don't have them in any particular order. Um, And I went 2000 through 2009. We got 50 Cent. Kanye West, T.I., Eminem, Jay-Z. Well, we are, Jay-Z already made the list, so he can't be on there. So we got Eminem, Andre 3000, Lil Wayne, um, um, Andre 3000, Lil Wayne, Young Jeezy, Ludacris, Lupe Fiasco, Game, Most Def, Talib Kweli, Fabulous, uh, Cameron, Jadakiss, Missy Elliott, and MF Doom. Nas. You already put Nas on the list. What do you this mean? This is strictly 2000, 2009. This, what are you talking about? Still Mad It came out in the 2000s. Yeah, but we. With, with, felt like, so Missy, Missy Elliott came out in 2000. Yeah. Okay. Nah, so. I don't understand. Wait a minute. What are we doing? Same thing, but Nas but already it, but Nas already made the nineties list. We but can't. You can make a we don't. We're, we but don't we got it. No way. Jay-Z, but he did not have. Jay-Z a, had like five Jay-Z, great albums in two thousands. In two thousand one. That's I took no, but we already five. placed Jay Z too. Jay Z made seven on the nineties list, and Nas made like two or three. They're that great, so they're done. They're that great, so they're done. So if, they just so carried if, over, basically. They just carried over, but they're we're talking about artists that had a start. That so the reason Eminem didn't make the nineties list is because we was yeah, like, okay, ninety nine was the cutoff for him. He did not really have a big impact until yeah, two thousand. But see, that's the thing, though. I I totally agree with him because. We said Eminem didn't have his big impact until the 2000s. This is true. Yeah. But Jay-Z had an impact in the 90s and the early 2000s. Well, see, he's already been mentioned. But he's already, list, so but he's he already, but he's already like, been solidified in the that 90s. Means he just carried And forward. he just carried his legacy forward. Yeah, we're just talking about guys who started then, like guys whose legacy started. This is like when your legacy started, when your reign began. You know what I'm saying? And we're talking about, and, and, and let's be specific now, we're talking Man, about artists who came out in the 2000s. I don't. We're talking about artists that came out from 2000 
to 2009. So, so that automatically puts Jay Z yes. out. Ice Cube came out in the 80s, but... But he was with N.W.A. He was in N.W.A. But he was with N.W.A. Um, yeah. America KK is most wanted didn't come out till 91. Yeah. Okay, now y'all confusing me because if it's about impact, I feel what y'all I, I, saying. I we're going by decade. You got to realize we're going I by decade. I feel like he shouldn't have been on the 90s list. You should put him on the 2000s. Reasonable doubt? Jesus. He made way more... I, I had that argument too, but he's once again, I got outvoted. Because he's got two... He's got what? Two... Three out. I argued. I argued. He created give him in the, the microphone. 90s. Hold on. Give him the microphone. Now, nobody. Nobody listened to Reasonable Doubt. You cannot. You hold on. Not no, but hold on. But he did create the greatest pop album of all time. Hip hop pop album blueprint of all time. Yeah, but that was in two thousand one. That was in two thousand one. I'm saying that if he's on there because of what Reasonable Doubt Volume One, which people didn't like for the most part, I liked it. But yeah, people look that, at that, that and they kind of pick it apart. Then Volume, then uh, Volume, volume two, two, which is sorry. No, those are solid. But come on, man. So anyway, we can't put Jay Z on this dissension, list. But y'all are making me cause dissension. We I'm can't sorry. put Jay Z on this list because we can. We, we can't will. put Jay Z on this list <laughs> because he came out in the nineties. This is two thousand yeah, through two thousand nine. So we're not putting the man on for for Blueprint. We're not putting man. We put him on the nineties. Still mad. We put Nas and we we're put in, Nas and Jay Z on for the nineties, man. We're doing this by decade. Jay Z and Nas already made it for the '90s. They had their impact in the so '90s and their legacy in uh, 1998, and it came and it moved forward. So we have to deal with the artists that came out from 2000. You leaving anyway, sir? Hard knock, sir. Hard knock life is the blueprint of pop rap. It is, sir. You you once he did hard knock life. Once you did hard knock life. Once you did Hard Knock, like once you did that Volume Two album, but those first two Money things, Cash Holes, which I look, he just listen. Look, listen to that. Man. No, no. Okay, listen, sir, listen, 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 sir, listen. I don't know where you. Let's about. wind it up. On, Let's, man, like, really? man, I was in the club. I was in first of all. Yo, 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 yo. First of all, Fred, that was a you. If you gonna talk, get a microphone, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Z would say that reasonable doubt people ain't leaving. Uh, he would literally look at you and be like, Yeah, people in Well, no, no, but see well I'm talking about I can't get with I'm that. Talking, I was talking about hard knock life. Okay, hard knock that's life. Yeah, that was a that was a number that's one what I'm smash trying hit. To say. I was he was he was climbing the he was climbing a ladder and basically he was doing songs with Nas and Biggie to allow fighting things. Fighting for New York to allow things to move forward. I guess I ha- I have no choice. Yes. You have unless no choice Joey Burnham will go. fight with me. Yes. And then the room would still be are split. You fight with me or are you just gonna So I'm getting my dick sucked, right? All right, go ahead. And I'm saying to myself, Lord Jesus, please don't let us suck these sheets up my ass. (laughs) She's like, oh, shit. So anyway, my bad. So Um, anyway, Jay-Z and Nas made the 90s list. We got to remember we're going by decade. We're going by decade. They had their impact in the decade of the 90s. Everything that Jay-Z and Nas did from the 90s carried on into the 2000s. But Jay-Z had a bigger impact in the 2000s than he did in the 90s. But he started in the 90s. He started, Yeah, that's that's when he really... And cause, but that's contradicting. Nas, Nas had a but no, stop. in the 2000s. You, you got to think about it. With Big, when Big died, literally, literally, this dude was in line. Like, Biggie had him... Like, he was sitting there with Biggie and Nas, Right? And that's why they said in the rhyme, who's the greatest rapper, Jay-Z, Biggie, or Nas? Jay-Z, so basically, that stuff came into being in the 90s. That's when that rivalry really started up. That's when people started really giving him that look. You know what I'm saying? Because he was trying to push Memphis Bleak forward, remember? 
And then all of a sudden, he tries to jump. He you know he ends up jumps up. You know, he gets that seminal reasonable doubt, which kind of cements to say, hey, this guy's pretty good. So people were like, okay, he's pretty good. And then, like, you know, kind of ignored him. It's like, maybe that next album will be okay. Ah, uh, not so much. It looks like he's going to fall off. Then he hit us with Hard Knock Life. And like I told people, this dude was so self-aware. He was so self-aware that when he did Money Cash Holes, I'm in the club like, man, I don't like this song because this hook is just so whatever. This nigga said in his rhyme, he actually addressed me in the club <laughs> on his lyrics. He knew a dude like me. He knew a head was in there. He was like, yeah. I know a lot of people ain't gonna like the hook on this song, but I don't give a fuck. I'm just a crook on a song. I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, listen, this dude is self-aware. So I've been in 112 when they dropped the needle on this stuff. I've been in bigger club. I've been in the clubs and stuff. When they- it's pretty was well. It pretty much was well accepted. You know, at that point. All right. So the thing with it is, is if you ask yourself what artists were synonymous with that decade then those artists should stay in that decade. Yes. When you think of the 80s, you think of Kane and Rakim. When you yes. think of the 90s, you think of Nas and Tupac and Biggie. When Who's you think of the 2000s, you think of Eminem and, and Ludacris. Yes. So and those, Luda. like, in that regard, then yes, you can't put an artist from the 90s on the 2000s list because you're categorizing it by that 10-year little notch. So I understand that. So if that's a criteria, then no. Jay Z is Jay. If that's a criteria, then Jay Z should be in the two thousands. To be honest. With that being said, I made this argument last week, and you niggas shut me down. But see, then you're just killing your list because at the end of the day, I so mean, you, you can go for it. But so that's that's one like, way to look. Nah, at it. I don't. I that, mean, that's one way to look. Two thousand and two thousand nine. You never get your. You never get your. The fact of the matter is, you got to realize at the end of this process, we're going to have forty MCs that we consider the greatest okay. in hip hop. So he made the list. This is true. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. So he made Jay Z made the overall so list. The overall goal is to have forty MCs that the grown ass man hip hop show considers the greatest of all time in hip hop. So he still made the list. Well, at least now that's a great for point the, for the mainstream head. That's a, that's a great point. See, well, I don't know. Then I think we should word it differently. Then. But I can understand I'm not going to cause dissension Go ahead No it costs all the decision You won't Fuck it I mean well, if I'm Eminem is number one In 2000 I'll just go and put it Eminem said I'm not doing it He's like usually This is what the fuck I do Yeah I'm just glad I'm not doing yeah, it Yeah you are acting A little Josephish Right now Hey It's for hip hop though It's for hip hop I get it So listen Okay, Eminem let's go ahead and, and and start ranking These 2000 rappers One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. This is the grown men top 10. Coming in at number 10. Cameron. Cameron. 10. All the girls see them. Look at his kicks. Look at his car. All I say is. Look, mommy, I'm no good. I'm so hood. Clap at your soldier. Sober. That leave after it's over. Killer. I'm not your companion. Or your man stand. Don't hit me when you want to get rammed in. I be scrambling. With lots of mobsters. Shot for lobsters. Cops and robbers. Listen, every block is blocked. Block but she like the way I diddy bop. You peep that. Make one more me kicks. Plus Chanel ski hat. She want the. So I give her the. Now she's screaming out. After his uh, pop off and uh, horse and carriage, speaking to the mic. Uh, after horse and carriage, whenever that came out, 
I think that was in the 90s. That was late 90s. Yeah. And, you know, he made that reemergence with the whole Dipset. And you got to think about what Dipset did for the 90s. I mean, for the 2000s. Like, I, they, I mean, this dude came out and had dudes wearing pink. Uh, he like, I mean, I, I remember that whole era of like, like, man, I can't get robbed by this dude. He got on pink. <laughs> it was just like, it was a serious thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so. And lyrically, and Cameron lyrically, is a beast. He, yes, lyrically he is, is a beast. To me, Cameron is probably some of the most, is one of the most underappreciated, underrated rappers in the game. No, but I'm, nah, he, he's yeah. put exactly where he need to be. Exactly. He's put exactly where he, he needs to be. He has moments where it's like, damn. Yeah. But overall, the nigga is, is just. Can we not, we can't forget about the line, computers Putin, though. Yeah. And that boom. sums up his whole career. <laughs> yeah. Or a large portion of it. I but see, say his whole, because he will, had a moment where he was spitting. Yeah, and that was back in his early part. But what, like I said, he, him and the Dipset, what he called Dipset, he started a lot of movement rap after the Wu Tang yeah, Clan. Yeah, like and by movement rap, it was like you came in with this click, and your click just permeated everything. Niggas were listening to New York again. Exactly, they were listening to New York, and again. New York was starting to sound like the South. Exactly, and and it's part of the West Coast because they were really bigging up gang culture, really bigging up like being a blood. Yeah, when I Willie, uh, yeah. uh, uh, what's that nigga name? That old Puerto Rican. Uh, Santana, not Jewel Santana, the other one. Uh, Jim Jones. Jim, Jim Jones. Jones was doing the whole One Eyed Willie thing, throwing up blood. Yep, that was his little thing. Yo, One Eyed Willie, looking through the blood. B. So, yep. Yeah, that was the gang bang. They had a West Coast. They had everything but an East Coast feel. Yep, they had that. The only thing they had was East Coast accents and some beats. They even redid. Um, I'm about about it, right? They did. I'm about. They did push it. I'm about it. They did. They did redid yeah, a bunch did. of that. Uh, you know, uh, certified gangster. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's Jim Jones. When, when Joe did the shit, when Fat Joe did it, motherfuckers thought it was disgusting. Yes. But then everybody else started sounding like the South and went up, went big. Yeah. But, uh, so Cameron, yeah, I agree with Cameron. Okay, so we 10. got Cameron at number 10. Who comes in at number nine? No, now here comes the tough part. I still like, don't have a list. Uh, mm, mm, mm. In the 2000s, who comes in, the, in at number so nine? So we got... Really, to be honest with you, I would have to, and you hate to do this, you had to put a guy named Lu- like Ludacris there. At number nine? Yeah. Nah, he got to go a little higher because... A little higher? I can see that. You got to put Ludacris higher because in the 2000s, well, you when, got, when, you when you went in the store, when you went in the store, you bought Dipset, Ludacris, Eminem, uh, Jay-Z, even though we already got him. Those are the people you went and bought. Like Ludacris is who you name if you're not a hip hop head. That's true. That's true. So you got okay. Well, so let me ask you this question. Um, Even what though about, he's like my heads and I. What about Tech Nine? Ooh, sure. no, don't do that. He don't belong. He's regional. On. Absolute power. He's regional. You gotta you gotta like Tech Nine to be a fan of his. And he's so would he go more on the 2009 through 2017 list, or would he go? Would well, to be real here? with you, to be real with you, uh, Tech Nine's biggest impact is now. Yeah, his biggest. So, impact we, so is right he'll now. be on the next list. Yeah, Ga- I would say Game is right here. And number nine, Game. Yeah. Do we all agree with that? Compared to who? Just you like, can you can name some name. I ain't got the list. You can throw me some. I just names. sent it to you. Uh, uh, this better be the fucking list too. This nigga sent me a goddamn grocery list. Cucumbers, bananas, <laughs> all these phallic symbols, nigga. What you trying to tell me? Uh, <laughs> so at number, we're on number nine right now, right? Yeah, we are not. We are nine. So at ten, I'm we got Cameron. Game. Carry it on, Joe. I'll be right back. 
Fred's got to take a pee pee break. Oh well, if that's the case, then then Young Jeezy. I'm just putting Young Jeezy down there because I don't like his lyrics as much. Cameron is at number ten. The most influential and lyrical. Shit. Tulip Kweli had the lyrics, but he didn't impact anybody outside of true hip hop. Young Jeezy had the impact, but he didn't really get play inside the hip hop head world. So they both don't hit. Young Jeezy and Tulip Kweli, in my mind, don't hit both criteria fully. They're so, more uh, into So what about time. Missy? Missy at the top. We can save her for the top. Okay, Missy. Missy at is the top. not a number nine or a number eight. Okay, so I'm gonna what have to about... say Jeezy. Let me see. I'm gonna have to say Jeezy. So coming in at number nine is Jeezy. Wait, we already had Lil Wayne, right? He, Lil Wayne he, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to do Jeezy then. Yeah, I told you Lil Wayne's at the top. Matter of fact. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know who what? to choose, but I'll put these people on the chopping block. Jeezy game and Tulip Kwali for number nine. Yeah, because really Okay, so I can do it like this. So we got Cameron at number 10. We got Jeezy at number nine. We can put Game at number eight. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, that that, that I can see. And I mean, and the reason why is because, you know, Game broke onto the scene with that seminal album. Hold on, let's talk a little bit about Jeezy first. So coming in at number nine, we got Young Jeezy. I'm back in the motherfucking booth These niggas still lying on the motherfucking truth I don't believe I need some motherfucking proof I ain't want the four door, I cop the motherfucking coupe They try and be me, I'm just trying to be G And everything comes to them like you'll see These niggas in the dark, maybe I just shine I do it from the heart, homie, they just rhyme Check your watch, nigga, it's my time Mind made up, I was on my grind So pay attention, yeah, you're on my time in that case, time waits for no man. Do it again, I'm done it before, man. So talk a little bit about Young Jeezy. Man, Jeezy, like, he was the dude that pretty much brought that ad lib to life. And he is kind of like a precursor to what became Trap. Like, what Trap is right now. I tell now. people that all the time. He's a pre... Yep. Like, don't get me wrong, like, because T.I. is the guy that really would rubber band, man. We'll get to that T. later. T.I. created... T.I. created... Yeah. The term trap. Yeah. T.I. and DJ Toomp yeah. created trap. Now no, they did. Young Jeezy. No, no, they did. No, they they probably created. They they coined the they, term. They, I don't know they if they put coined it out the there, term. Basically. It was existing in the hood, but. They, 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 yeah, they coined it and made it popular. Ghetto Mafia had said something about it. Ghetto Mafia heard, was the first rapper to mention trap. Yeah. I heard. And Outkast mentioned the yeah, trap. Yeah, I heard yeah. the trap back in like 94. But when we when term. we specifically talk about trap now, music, the genre, genre, is genre when we talk about, and, and, and we'll talk about man. this a little bit later. As a matter of fact, we'll just get into this a little bit later. We'll say right now that Young Jeezy was one of the architects of trap music. Yes, he was. Him and Shorty Red. Yep. They. They helped to further the sound of what trap music was. Okay, now coming in at number eight is Game. Nobody 
If a nigga step on my white end, once it's red rum, ready here come, Compton, uh, Dre found me in the slums, selling that stuff, one hand on my gun, I was selling rocks and Master P was saying, uh, buck past the blunt, it's G-Unit, girls just wanna have fun, coke and rum, got weed on the tongue, I'm banging with my hand up a dress like, uh, I make a come, purple haze in my lungs. Game was the guy that was, he was working hard to bring back that West Coast sound, when West Coast wasn't being looked at game was that guy that you know because at that time you know snoop had did his thing and he was going through his thing moving from label to label uh dr dre was kind of like on a hiatus like he wasn't on a hiatus he was dealing he was he was that was during his time of dealing with him he was dealing with him he was even he was messing with 50 cent he was that was like dr dre's resurgence resurgence and so it's like so but we didn't get a chronic we didn't get another we didn't get the uh detox we didn't yeah and we still ain't got it uh we ain't gonna get it we ain't gonna get it (laughs) uh so at the end of the day that's what game was doing game was determined to put the west on his back and actually Put it out there, and he did, and, and, and he, keep it in that West Coast exactly, tradition. He exactly. modernized the West Coast tradition. He is a direct child of NWA and DLC and, and all of that. He like all of those guys. the West and just put it back out there to us, one hundred percent. Right. And like I said, that you know that first album is looked at in a lot of people's eyes as a classic or as a slept. Oh, on it classic. is. It is a classic. And even though uh, Fifty Cents takes. Uh, uh, some writing credit on some of the first big songs. That's what they're always going back and forth about. I don't, yeah, it's whatever. But that album itself, you know, dreams and stuff like that. Woo. And game, and even to this day, game is still. I can actually say that the game has lyrically gotten better with he time. Has. Oh yes, yeah. he has. Man, the game has gotten so much better with time. I mean, like you know, the recent album that he just dropped at nineteen ninety two. Wow. Yeah. That I, was oh, it. and then when he when he ate up old buddy in that battle. Yeah. Uh, Meek Mill. Oh my God, man, he ate Meek Mill up so bad. I was like, damn, man, just fight him. Cause yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's I mean, like you ate him up so bad, you ain't got to lay a fist on let this me, dude. Let, let me tell you the thing about Game that I'm the most impressed with, more than anything. Game knows how to rap and be a chameleon. And adjust his style for any beat. Yes, he does. Now he does it to the point of mimicry sometimes. Mm-hmm. But this nigga game, if he raps on a DJ Premier beat, he's gonna rap like a DJ Premier type rapper. He raps yep. on a Toomp beat, he's gonna rap like a Toomp type rapper. Yep. He almost. But he, it's still gonna sound like game though. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes it sometimes, don't. But it's sometimes it's, I can tell when he's trying to sound like Nas or Jay Z or Jeezy or Lil Wayne. He does. He does do that. And sometimes he does it seamlessly like you're suggesting. But my point is, I like that. I yeah. like the fact that there is no beat he can't tackle. That's what I like about now, it. Now, his yeah. downside, can we talk about his downside? Name dropping. The damn name dropping. Well, that, and I feel like that. Which he knows we don't like it, so he keeps doing he it. He keeps because, doing it. Cause he, and it kind of, kind of became his stick. Exactly. The, the exactly. one thing that, that, that really always bugged me about game was I feel like he never really you know how in rap you got to have an identity right so outside of having the west coast on his back and being mr west coast and being a blood and all this other stuff you know those are things that a lot of rappers have been and i never really got a chance to see what game was that 1992 was the first time yeah i think that 1992 was was him actually being the reincarnation of nwa exactly I'm gonna show you what how I feel. This is how what I think, and I start seeing more and more of that. And then, like I said, when I saw him go at McMills like that, that was very creative. 
that like I said, I was like, wow. I was like, because that really put me up. Because usually I like a few of gang song, game songs here and there more than I've liked his, his work because of, you know, I, he just never had that identity. But then those things gave him that identity. So, I, yeah, he yeah thumbs up the game. All right, so coming in at number seven. Seven. Drop bones on them. Uh, Cadillac grills, Cadillac mills. Check out the oil my Cadillac spills. Matter of fact, candy paint Cadillac kills. So check out the holes my Cadillac fills. 20 inch wide, 20 inch high. Hold on to like my 20 inch ride. 20 inch thighs make 20 inch eyes. Hoping for American 20 inch pies. Pretty ass clothes, pretty ass toes. Oh how I love these pretty ass hoes. Pretty ass high class anything goes. Catch them in the Club throwing pretty ass bowls, long john draws, long john stalls. Any stank puss make my long john pause. Women on they still making long john. The thing is with Luda, Luda is that dude that had a lot of great, the, the great club smashing singles, and he had the lyrics for days. But his albums never really all lived up to the what his biggest songs did. Like you would always get a Luda album. And I don't remember other album cuts. I don't have a bunch of deep album cuts for in, Luda. Incognito yeah. and Back, Back for, for the, the First, first Time, time yep. which that's why the album was called Back. It was like, like a re, it was a remake of Incognito. Exactly. Just, exactly. Them albums was now that was, every that, single song on there that was his opening album could I'm be a radio hit. hit. Yeah. Word well, he was a mouth. radio guy. He was a radio word, guy. Word of mouth. Every single song could be a radio. And that third hit. album, that third album, I cannot think of the name. But it was the third album, and after that, he kind of started to fizzle. Well, his yeah. first three or four albums. But see, that just, nigga, every you could let his whole albums ride. The only song that, the, to me, me personally, in 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 Ludacris's prime, the only song he ever put out that I did not like was. Saturday, sticky yicky yicky. I like that song. I ain't like that yeah, song. I like that song. But every other, everything else that came out, yeah, and the shit that was on his album, that nigga Ludacris was a beast, man. Oh yeah, I, I give it to him on the on the lyrical tip. It's just like something about some of his songs on his album just didn't stick with me. Like I like songs like Go to Sleep and all that other stuff with Three Six Mafia, and you know that's I'm one of the rare people that'll pull that song out on somebody and they'll be like, what? I'm like, yeah. And I like songs. I even like later songs, like when he was having that beef with old dude, and uh, but T.I. Yeah, yeah, had beef with T.I. and he had that little uh, the He Man beat. Yeah, was that the one? Well, not the He Man beat. When he actually had the um, uh, Billy Billy Paul beat. The time has come. It war the gods war or something like that. Yeah, war yeah, the like, gods. We resampled it. Yeah, yeah. Young niggas, you and who? Uh, that that was a uh, uh, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fossa Nova. Yeah. So we did that, man. man you you ever found that song that me and him did? Yeah, I still ain't heard it. Still digging through the stuff, man. <laughs> I told you we got like a we had a we had a back catalog, bro. We got a catalog, man. Sad. If I ever find that shit, that's going on my project. If I ever yeah. find, all right. So it. coming in at number six, who was number eight? Uh, number eight was Game. Number seven is Ludacris. Yep. So coming in at number six. Got 
cast in the crown just to shine on your suckers. Still told the block, fought it for the haters and the busters. Fuck probation if a nigga try to play me, I'ma bust him. I don't need no security. Reaching for my jewelry, get your niggas pop quick. Feel full of hot shit, fresh out the box, tilt hot. Then a drop six, made a quarter meal in the pen, getting stock tilt. Haters wanna stop tilt, mad cause they not tilt. Ball every summer, so your baby mama chop tilt. You don't want no drama, pimp, I promise I do not slip. Chrome four fifth, yeah, well, let the cops drill. Bought my girl a hummer with the chrome right in front of that. Five carat stone with the platinum all up under that. Rap beef, I ain't gonna participate in none of that. Uh, like I said, what what needs to be said? We kind of like already reiterated the fact that he is like the reason why trap is where it is. The inventor like, of trap. And the funny thing about Ti is he did exactly what you said about Juvenile when he came out. Like he tried to do serious. Like he tried unabashedly to southern. Exactly. He tried to be New York on serious. Yes, he did. And they and it was his label made him do that. That's the way he was rapping. He was rapping like Jay Z and them at the time. Not necessarily like Jay Z and Cadence, was, but him you know, and Jeezy and Lil Wayne, all them niggas was influenced by Jay Z. Exactly. And then basically what a, what happened was it didn't do well. Sirius didn't do well. And then he came back. It was like I'm gonna be me. He came back me. on twenty fours. Exactly. And yep, blew it out the water. Yep. And I'm gonna say this about. Let me say this about Ti. There's been a lot of controversy. About him saying that he created trap music. Yes, T.I. and DJ Toomp created trap music. It was an offspring of Crunk. But they created trap music. But the person, the person, or the two people, I should say, that went forward after T.I. and created, began to create that sound for trap music was Shorty Red. And Young Jeezy. Yep. Gucci Man came after them. And Gucci Man came after them. Gucci. And and, that's what's on, baby. And Gucci Man and Zaytoven made trap what it is now. Yep. And Future turned it into a genre. Yep. That's what all I got to say about that. But definitely T.I. is the creator of trap music. And other forms of music, Ghetto Mafia, Outkast, it was just the mention of okay. trap. Yep. It was the recognition that there was a thing called the trap. Yes. T.I. came out and said, I am from the trap. I'm making trap music. The only difference between what he did and what's going on now is that we were still in the crunk era. Yep. And I was going to say the grandfathers of that are like Masterpiece, Scarface, Ghetto Boys. Yep. UGK, kind of like the grandfathers of uh, that track movement. Miss Ivy putting it down, I'm the hottest round. I told y'all mother, y'all can't stop me now. Listen to me now, I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Since you're with me now, then biggie, biggie bounce. I know you dig the way I switch my style. People sing around, now people gather around. Well, Missy Elliott was one of the first people, not only females, but she was one of the first people to merge singing and rapping seamlessly and make you, she, I'm a hip hop head. She made a hip hop head listen to R&B. She right. made R&B, R&B people listen to rap. So she brought the two people together. So I really appreciated her meshing together those two worlds. 
Missy could rap. She was dope. She was multifaceted. And Talk talented. about her creativeness. She, she can she can rap. She can sing. She can write R and B and rap songs. She could produce. She could. She ain't even have to pick up a mic. She could just influence hip hop by just giving her ear to it. But the thing that stood out the most is her creative eye for videos and the baggy suits and her whole. Her and Busta Rhymes kind of had that. Even though I think Busta Rhymes had help in terms of how his videos and his look went, I think Missy really dictated how her videos would look. She had a very strange, abstract, weird look that influenced the 2000s. Like yes, those. yes, she did. Like you gotta look at that. You look at the "She's a Bitch" video. Yeah, like she. Her, I mean, all her videos, all of her videos, but the the "She's a Bitch" video. I guess it jumps out in my mind because I looked at her performance on VH1 Hip Hop Honors. Yeah, she did the same thing, and it was like, whoa. I mean, and it's like you forget that Missy Elliott took hip hop to another stratosphere creatively. Yeah, she sure did. She sure. She was did. very abstract. She was very ahead of her time, and she. Her, still her eye for, yeah. for art and things being unique. Yeah. On top of the fact, again, on top of the fact that she could write and rap, sing and, and write produce. and produce. And she was just, you, you never saw a woman who could do it all. She could do it all. Yes. She, she could do it all. Man. You never yeah. saw a person that could do it all. Yeah. And that motherfucker, she had, she's at number five. Because when yeah. I think of the 2000s, I think of Missy. Yes. So, all right, so coming in at number four, that's where we gotta put at the, the, what, what we're looking at right now. We're gonna have to put uh, Fifty Cent there. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, that's right, because Fifty Cent's in the uh, in the echelons. So let, hold on, let me look at something here. So we, we can't put Jay Z, Andre uh, three thousand, uh, Kanye some, West. We still ain't mentioned Kanye. Nah, he's near the top. I know why I got Kanye. Um, Lil Wayne. We already we said. already said him, right? No. Oh well, damn. Well, he gonna have to be Lil Wayne. Yeah. It's gonna have to be. So Lil coming Wayne. in at number four, are we are we sure about that? We want to take yes. a on it. No, we're gonna take. It's gonna have to be Lil Wayne. Yeah. So coming in at number four is Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. The hottest nigga under the sun. I come from under the Tommy, busting a Tommy. You come from under your garment, your chest and your arm hit. Power one to the head. Now you know he did. Now you know I play like a pro in the game. Nah, better yet, a better in a hall of fame. I got that medicine, I'm better than all the names. A is cash money records, main a lawless gang. Put some water on the track, fresh for all this flame. Wear a helmet when you bang it, man, and guard your brain. Cause the flow is spasmodic, what they call insane They ain't even my motherfucking aim, I get dope, boy And you already know that pimpin' 18 I'm living young and show that Bentley Now, let's talk about Lil Wayne and his, his, yeah. his impact <laughs> Basically, like I said, Lil Wayne is a lot of reasons why we're here where we are right now Sonically and then the funny thing about Lil Wayne is he's a child star that actually He's a child porn star, yes. That too. <laughs> but he's a child star that didn't go bust. You know, you got to think about it. A lot of guys start out early in rap, and it's like him and Prodigy and people like that. They actually had careers. 
and they were actually had some kind of a reach in hip hop. Lil Wayne did that, and he actually managed to work himself out of a group, you know what I'm saying, and into the spotlight as the front man. And Baby always saw him that way, was going to push him to be that, and he was a he was able to do it. He was able to take the wheels. You know, his first two albums didn't really do, but by the time he got to go DJ the Carter, the Carter, uh, you know, leather so soft. All it, man, it was, it was over. It was a wrap. Then you got mixtape Wheezy. It was over, and that that defined. And then like the the bad things that I say that a lot of people picked up was when he said, you know, I don't write my rhymes because he took that from Jay Z. But they didn't quite understand what Jay Z was saying there. Is the fact that Jay Z would memorize something, he would say a few bars to himself, and he, he was writing in his fucking head. That's what I'm saying. He's writing a rhyme in his Nigga head. Don't mean freestyle and say the first bullshit to come to your exactly. mind. Exactly. And see that that's when things started going downhill. Now you got people now that I just walk in there and I just say whatever I want. And then like of course well, I write my shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Then I, I still actually still use pen and pad. Yes. And then then, you know, he also like brought in the whole like incoherent, like I didn't got so high and I'm partying. You know, because he had an interesting cadence. Like Lil Wayne has an interesting cadence. And with that interesting cadence, like when he slurred it, that that was that would worked sonically for right, a producer. Exactly. And exactly. that's why I always say, and I ain't gonna go long on that, but I, that's something I always try to point out because Gucci he does that like I you know I like that I like it when people can but I like it within the context of the song I don't want the whole song to be their incoherent slur I just want it to be like something like when Gucci Mane broke down and one song was like you know it's like it's almost like he just broke down but it rhymed with <laughs> what he was saying it's like it rolled with the beat you know what I'm saying the thing for me as a Lil Wayne fan is when he first came out with the block is hot and it's you hot. know all these songs and I liked Lil Wayne because he was a little nigga around my age who could hold his own with the big boys. But that's right. You and Lil Wayne are the same. We're around the same age. He's like a year older than me. Right. So that's why I liked Lil Wayne because he was he 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 was me. He was that little nigga, the one that people looked. He was he was the guy that motherfuckers looked at like, hey, I got a little nigga who can beat your little nigga. He was that guy. And I, I really related to that as an artist. So that's why I like Lil Wayne. And him being so young in general, being able to hold his own and sometimes out rap the older guys. Sometimes. Because um, at that time it was a juvenile. The time I'm referring to it was more juvenile. Yeah, back then it was all about juvenile and BG and Lil Wayne. Exactly. Lil Wayne had, back then, Lil Wayne had more style than substance. And so yeah. that during during that time I really related to him because he was that little nigga that they was like, all right, this little nigga can hang with the big boys. But then when he came out with the whole Carter series, he literally went to the next lyrical level. Like, Go DJ, when he came out with Go DJ, he had changed like he yep. lyrically fucking changed it was it wasn't even a huge difference but it was like man this Lil Wayne just ain't no southern lyricist yeah this Lil Wayne is a lyricist that can go head up with anybody in the United States of America yep. and with any age like man that nigga really had it's like he went to jail and came out swole that nigga was on that shit lyrically yeah you made a super saiyan reference he was earlier. a super saiyan Shout out yeah, he was on he some went, super saiyan. He went shit. to the uh, hyperbolic chamber. Yeah, he, he what, what do you feel? That, what do you feel about the uh, uh, writer, Ghost Rider? Uh, I don't know anything Gilly. about that. Shout um, out to Gilly the Kid. I don't know anything about that. If it's true, then I would have to take points away from Lil Wayne. But because I don't know, I without any 
evidence, I can't take no points away. Well, but they did it, have to pay checks to get a little kid. Go DJ. So, but yeah, go DJ. Yeah, and and I will have to take points. I guess that's another show. Um, you can't call yourself an MC if you got a ghostwriter. If if you if you, I guess I got to get into it. The industry is haunted, son. This is how I feel about ghostwriting. You can absolutely collaborate and work with other people and give them credit or not give them credit. I mean, we do that all the time. Whatever people is cool with. We don't ghostwrite for each other, but we give lines and hooks and suggestions. This is what this is this is how you do it. If you want to be an MC, this is what you're allowed to do. You're allowed to some for somebody to write you a hook. And they say your hook, or maybe you say the hook. Maybe. Maybe you can get away with repeating the hook. You're allowed to rap about what someone suggests to you. You're, and you allowed for your homeboy to give you a line. And you're allowed allowed for your homeboy to give you a suggestion on a line. You cannot take the actual words from another man's mouth and put them inside of your 16. You can't do that. Right. Ain't nobody going to never give me a line. If a nigga say, hey, Joe, I'm the motherfucking man, you don't understand. If a nigga tells me that I can use that in my rhyme, I'm not because I'm biting. Not biting, but I'm. that's not, that's 99% my flow. That 1% fucks up the other 99. I don't want. But you got, and, and this, See, the, this is the thing. Yeah. The the penmanship has, has to come from me. The idea ain't got to come from me. Right. I'll take anybody's idea for a hook or a song. Hell, I can I can I can I can be like, hey bro, I'm out of ideas. Tell me what to rap about. That's cool. Yeah. But I can't sit up and say, I'm at a loss for words. Give me the words. When that shit happens, you ain't no MC no more. No. And, and I'm gonna be hundred percent honest with you. Like, that's why I said there's two sides in the industry's haunted. There's two sides to like hip hop. Like on the one side, you got the single songwriters MCs. See what I'm saying? They're the MCs. They're the guys like Jay-Z said, Jay-Z Ghostwriter, for the right shit, I make your shit sound tight. For the right price, I make your shit sound tight. Uh, then on the other side, you got these large productions. These large productions are basically like these pop artists or people that have got to the point where they've created a character that's so big, they got to maintain this goddamn character. They ain't sitting around writing no more. They ain't doing it. And so basically, they got some little guy that's sitting in a studio somewhere or you got your uh, what's old buddy that was writing for, uh, for Kanye? Miller. Well, Kanye out the gate. Uh, Ryan Fest. Ryan Fest wrote for him, and um, you know old buddy with the uh, that was on Love Sci- and Consequence. Consequence, yeah. So Sahai Cons- wrote for him too, right? Yeah, I yeah. think Sahai wrote for him too when he started getting a little. bit Yeah, but that's because Kanye West is a producer. He's more of a producer. He's Dr. See, Dre in the situation. You, you we'll talk more about man. Kanye West. I think he's gonna make this list at some point. We'll get yeah. more into Kanye later. You can't, and I'm going to close it out and go back to the task at hand. When when it comes to people writing for you, it is okay for Dr. Dre. Yep. It is Producers. okay for... P. Diddy. P. Diddy. It is okay for Kanye West to have someone write 1,000% Because they never claim to be the greatest rapper exactly. of all time. But if you're Lil Wayne... You got to write. You got to write. Yeah. Every single letter. Or however you create. However you create. Whether you freestyle, you punch it, you write it, it in your head, it's got to be from you. It ain't got to be your idea. Talk, but it's got to be your words. And Gilly, and, and to piggyback Sorry. on what you were saying, <laughs> when you become a mega, a mega pop hip hop artist, yeah. it takes a collective effort to make these songs. Yes, well, yeah. You yeah. need somebody to make the beat. It's you need somebody to write right. lyrics. You need somebody to help you write lyrics. Yep. 
You and need somebody to come with a hook concept if you're making a song. Because it happens outside of hip hop all the time. Right. So, sometimes you just do like Jay Z. You just walk in the studio and be like, I like what you got there with that hook. Because <laughs> country artists, <laughs> country artists, and I know I'm taking too long, but country artists sit down all the time and they'll do an interview. And the interviewer, I ask the country artist, so who came up with the concept? And they have no qualms about saying, well, you know, I wrote the first half of the, of the song, and then my buddy here wrote the second half. We both did the hook, and then he gave me the words. They sit down, and they put their words together as two human beings to make one solid song. Yeah, that's And that's acceptable, good. and that's okay. If you're making a song, that's great. If and you're an great. MC, then that is a different kind of conversation. Yeah. If you're an MC, if you claim yourself to be a, a MC, a rapper's that's, rapper, yeah. you have to Too pin right. your exactly. own verse. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Because yes. the MC is a different animal. Okay, so, exactly. let's, so let's move on. Coming in at number three, who do we have for number three? Shut down, what's going on? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I drink a boost for breakfast, an inshore for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a same man bizzard. Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Ezzles back to Wizard. How do you console my mom? Or give a light support. Telling her son's own life support. And just imagine how my girl feel. On a plane, scared as hell that a guy looked like Emmett Till. She was with me before the deal. She's been trying to be mine. She a Delta, so she been throwing that dynasty sign. No use me trying to be lying. I've been trying to be signed. Trying to be a millionaire. How I use two lifelines. In the same hospital with Biggie Smalls died. The doctor said I had blood clots. But I ain't Jamaican. Kanye West. Yes. Kanye Yeezy. Yeezy Yeezy. And speaking of Kanye West, getting back to your point, Kanye West didn't write all his lyrics, but it was okay. He was a producer. He was a producer. He Ka- claimed to be the best producer, not rapper. Right. He claimed to be the best producer. And, 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 and let's not get it twisted. Now, some of that is Kanye. Some of that is Kanye. Yeah, he Kanye does, is a yeah. type of person, if we sit in the room with Kanye and we give a line, he's going to put it all together. He's going to give us credit for that line. Exactly. He's going to give us credit for that idea. Yeah. But don't get it twisted. Kanye already got an idea of what he wanted to do. Exactly. And that's what I was about to say. Not only did he bring back like backpack rap to a, a larger degree with college dropout at a time when everybody had just been awash and I got to be so hard and from the street that I can't do nothing but be hard and from the street like you can't do anything. He brought back a type of vulnerability and thought to hip hop that had left. Then he every album that he created, whether you got with it or not, was a cohesive unit. That reflected itself. Yep. Okay. So like a lot of folks, I'm like, and then another thing I give him points for, he's an artist artist. He's a guy that's like, fuck you. I gave you what I gave you because I felt like giving you that. This is what you need. Exactly. I'm not going to go back and give you another college dropout because I'm not fucking in college anymore. And you probably didn't go. You know, (laughs) right. Exactly. Again, again, you know, I connect with music on a real personal level and we all do. But when Eminem and Kanye West came out, those were two people that made me feel like it was okay to not be gangster. Yeah. Um, what NW to, to me, this is my opinion. What NWA was to that era when NWA came out, that's what Kanye West was to the early two thousands. Yeah. Because NWA uh, ushered in he ushered in this whole they ushered in a whole. We're gangsters, and we're going to show you what it's like to be a gangster. Yep. So for the next 15-something years, that's what you got. Kanye West was like, all right, we've seen that. 
I'm a backpacking nerd motherfucker who don't want no parts of a gun, and this is what it is to be that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. He and celebrated. I, he I, celebrated the very opposite. He made everybody in this room feel like, damn. So I don't have to be gangster to sell. I could just be a normal guy. Yeah. Um, I got a mean street, so I relate to being a gangster. The the angers that that gangsters have. So I can relate to that. I'm not saying I'm a goody two shoes and I can't relate to knocking somebody upside the head and doing street shit. I can't totally relate to doing street shit. But I'm probably thirty percent like rough around the edges. But see and that's seventy percent and I hate to cut you off, that seventy percent is just a normal guy who just wants to rap for the sake of rapping and I don't want to have to appeal to like that gangster image. You know what I mean? And and I was gonna say something. People don't realize there was a separation in hip hop where you had your EPNDs and stuff like you were talking about a mean street. Actually what that will represent is actually is just kind of like your hardcore dude. Yeah. It's like that was just your regular dude. Like you had dudes, hey, you don't mess with them. Cause they they you know they they were dudes in the neighborhood, they just handled their stuff, but they went in no damn game. They yeah, weren't doing no dumb shit. But whereas you got like a lot of folks, what NWA did was Yeah, it, having a mean street don't necessarily yeah. mean you're a gangster. Whereas in, in the, what NWA did, there was a certain culture that was happening in a certain city and it, it the bad thing is the industry saw it and a lot of people started duplicating it or trying to they treated it like it was a damn fraternity it when got, it was something that it these got kids oversaturated were exactly. exactly it got oversaturated and I'm glad you said that because that's the words I was struggling to find thank you for it that gangsterism as much as I love it will love it and have always loved it gangsterism if you will had become so oversaturated that it made people feel like if I'm not doing that, yep, then it's going to be hard for me to break through. It's going to be hard for me to be accepted. That's that's how I felt. Now I still mash forward and do my did my thing, but in the back of my head, I was telling myself I'm too nerdy, I'm too backpackish, I'm too um, not edgy enough to really connect with people because I felt like this is the music people wanted. They want to hear this type of music, and that's the type of music I'm not making. So when Kanye West came out, I'm like, man, so I can just really be a normal guy who know how to rap. So I don't have to have machismo. So backing in, tell, backing in on that Kanye West thing. To rap. Kanye West is one of my influences. Yeah. Personally. I'm off the Kanye West tree. <laughs> he was the reincarnation of the native tongue sound. I was about to say, because I'm off the De La Soul tree, and that's what he was. Right, so yeah. so when you look at Kanye West, he's his own entity, and he's a part of that De La Soul tree, because that De La Soul tree was just like, hey, man, be you. Yeah, and they, they were the black kid from the suburb, and the black kid, just the general black. Yeah. Basically, here's the thing. like In media, like the sad thing about that gangster stuff is a recreation of the, the black buck stereotype, basically. You got this dude that all he does when he gets mad, he's going to shoot you, he's going to kill you, and he likes to fuck. And he's probably robbing somebody. And he's a part of some other shit, too, right? That's the black buck stereotype when you look at it, right? So that's another that's some other shit that the media don't put out there. I go and put my conspiracy cornbread on. But... And it's real though It's real You can look that up Whereas they never really Wanted to show these other guys Like when De La Soul First came out They were like Oh they hippies They different They whatever And they're like No we're just black people And just We just kind of We just felt like doing that So that's why they did De La Soul is dead Mm -hmm. To try to prove That no I'm not just this one thing I can do Many different things Because I'm a creative person That's what we do You can't just put me in this box And Kanye has taken that And he's run with it 
And to the point where when you even see where he is right now, when he did Jesus and he did Life of Pablo, when he, he went from, you know, college dropout to Life of Pablo and in a span of series of albums. And that shit was like, when you got to Life of Pablo, you're doing underground, like Rat King clippings type album that's almost deconstructionist like something LP was doing on Fantastic Damage before he got in Run the Jewels. And like a lot of cats don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But that's what Kanye Kanye kept his ear to the street. He went and got Rick Rubin. This dude this dude is doing stuff that a lot of times black artists weren't allowed to do. And I'll, I'll end on this note. Rick James famously said, they'll let a black man be anything but different. And Kanye was definitely... He's one of them guys that said, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be me. And Daylight and Cool Keith and all these other guys, they were like, man, fuck that. I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I might be from the hood, but I ain't, you know. Right, I'm exactly. Glad, I'm so. glad you said that because as black men, we often are not allowed to be fully fleshed out 3D creatures in, in this world. We're not really. Yeah. We can't. We're big, strong, tough motherfuckers. Yep, the book. And that's true. I've met that guy in a lot of ways. I am that guy, like it or not. Um, so, yeah, that is true. That comes from a real place, and I represent that guy, and I like to hear that guy's voice. But sometimes the opposite gets lost because of the machismo that is oversaturating and blocking out the guys like Kanye West. Yep. So when Kanye West came through, it was an opportunity for hip hop America, white America, black America to see that niggas who rap do more than what NWA showed us. As much as we love it, niggas who rap do more. At number two. So coming in at number two. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my dog and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be And niggas trying to take my life away I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me My back on the wall, now you gon' see Better watch how you talk when you talk about me Cause I'll come and take your life away Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, dawg, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Pussy niggas put money on my head, gone Get your refund, motherfucker, I ain't dead I'm the diamond in the dirt that ain't been found I'm the underground king and I ain't been crowned When I rhyme, something special happen every time I'm the greatest, something like Ali in his prime I walk the block with the bundles, I've been knocked on the humble Swing the ox when I rumble, show your ass with my gun Got a temper, nigga, go ahead, lose your head Turn your back on me, get clapped, and lose your legs. I walk around, gun on my waist, chip on my shoulder, top bust a clip in your face. Post to this beef ain't no many men. I put 50 cent at number two. Yeah. 50 cent coming in at number two. And 50 cent is the reason why Kanye West was a breath of fresh air. Exactly, because he came in and, you know, he came in. Basically, you got this guy that worked with Jam Master J. You got to remember his earlier work, How to Rob. He came in on the back of controversy. 50 Cent is a guy coming from the streets. He knew how to play this game like the WWE. 
And a lot of people don't look at that. 50, all the mess 50 Cent been in with everybody. He kept his security and stuff. And he kept his stuff showbiz, even though he had real street funk with a lot of people. So at the end of the day, 50 Cent knew exactly how to play this game. He hit at the right time. He learned a lot about songwriting and everything. He said it himself from Jam Master J and them. And he came in and hit with the controversy. He would hit you with certain songs at the right time. Uh, I mean, hey, In the Club and all that other stuff is still played. Like, I mean, that first album was... It's a masterpiece. Like, it's a masterpiece. It's it a masterpiece. Get Richard Die Trying is a masterpiece. Yeah. When, when, and I'm going to say this, backing off, piggybacking off of the whole Kanye West situation... Where Kanye West was the ultimate normal guy, 50 Cent was the ultimate tough guy, even taking Ja Rule out of the game, even knocking him off of his pedestal, yeah. and then turning around and doing the exact same thing Ja Rule did. Yeah, and and, that's, and that's, that's what he was about. He's about creating that controversy, and then he was actually cashing in on it. You see what I'm saying? He was like that guy that came in, and he was all about his money, eyes looking at it from Wankster on down. He was a guy that was calling dudes out. He was actually a stick-up kid. He brought the streets to it, and that's what he was going to give you. I'm the street dude that I kill you. I'm going to let you know that I don't care. I want my money, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he was everything that we had grown to be afraid of and respect and admire and even be ashamed of on some levels when it came to gangster rap. He was a poster boy. A one of the poster boys for gangster rap. So got, can we say he got shot? He did time in in juvenile. He had the the criminal record. He made that song "How to Rob," where he say I ride juvenile for it. So he was dissing everybody. Yep. That nigga was the quintessential gangster rapper, and he had lyrics. And the nigga was from New York, and again the South was bubbling. Yep. So he had, and then he had the perfect backing with Eminem and Drake. Um. 50 Cent, oh, he was the last of the Mohicans, man. I was just going to ask you, so yeah. would you consider 50 Cent the last gangster rapper? Yep. 50 Cent was the last gangster rapper. Wow. Was and it's funny last, that the last gangster rapper would come from the East Coast. Was he the last rapper that was a gangster? Nuh-uh. But was he the last gangster rapper? Yes. yes. Do you mean like, I mean, well, I guess on the mainstream level. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah. talking about on, the on that NWA, Dr. Dre, hey, yeah. white America, don't listen to this. Like that, that black artist who was gangster and white people look, he was the last artist that white people bought to see how black people got down in the hood. Yep. Well, I don't know. Of course, yeah. On a mainstream level. Like, mainstream. He was absolutely, positively I said, cause, the cause last now, now gangster look, rapper. Uh, uh, a Pee Wee Longway. Uh, <laughs> I call him a street rapper, but not gangster rapper. Because yeah. I, you know, a, a gangster rapper, a gangster rapper is money and bloodshed. Yeah. Street rappers are more money. If bloodshed is needed, yes, but they're more money. Yeah. Fifty Cent was the last gangster rapper. Yeah. He was the last gangster rapper to the point that the next motherfucker who came out after him was Kanye West. Right. Exactly. Like Fifty Cent. Kanye West. Yep. That's the equator. That line between them is the equator and the in the changing of and, the guard. And fifty and in, not fifty cent, but Kanye West's legacy lasted longer. That's why I call fifty cent the last gangster rapper. Yeah. Because when fifty cent 
when when the graduation and uh and Curtis went head to head with each other on one on six in Park. Yeah. That was a moment where the nerves won. Yeah. That was a moment where Kanye West took that and we are still to this day seeing the effects of Kanye West. Exactly. So let's go ahead and move on to number one. We all know who number one is. Let's go ahead and preface why this guy is coming in at number one in the 2000s and why we didn't have him on the 90s list again. Have you ever been hated or discriminated against? I have. I've been protested and demonstrated against. Picket signs for my wicked rhymes. Look at the times. Sick is the mind of the motherfucking kid that's behind. All this commotion, emotions run deep as oceans exploding. Tempers flaring from parents. Just blow them off and keep going. Not taking nothing from no one. Give them hell long as I'm breathing. Keep kicking ass in the morning and taking names in the evening. Leave them with the taste of sour. It's vinegar in their mouth. See, they can trigger me, but they'll never figure me out Look at me now, I bet you're probably sick of me now Ain't you mama, I'ma make you look so ridiculous now I'm sorry mama, I never meant to hurt you That is Eminem Eminem And the reason why is because Eminem really started to bubble with that, with that first album And we're not, of course, heads don't jump in there telling us about the album prior to that one. In uh, 1999. Yeah, exactly. So basically, we're talking about, you know, his quintessential album, the one that all of us know, My Name Is, all that other good stuff on it. Uh, the, the, Slim Marshall Shady, the Marshall Mathers. Um, yeah, Slim the Marshall Shady LP. LP. The Slim Shady LP, LP. came out in, in, in 99. Yep. But the Marshall Mathers LP, LP is the, the one that... Shot, shot him the superstar exactly and and that and my thing is the effect that eminem had was the fact that he was carrying the torch for the lyricist yep as a whole he was just carrying he's the he's the crazy white guy that came in and he was carrying the torch for the lyricist at a and time when rap was getting really weird yes crunk was starting to bubble up the West Coast kind of phased out. It started at like ninety five. They wasn't really making a turn. Yep. Dr. Dre was in this weird place, so there was no real sound coming from the West. The East Coast was starting. The to East die Coast out was bit. starting to die out. The South was coming up, and not only the South was coming up in more than one way. The South was coming up because you had screw music kind of circulating a little bit. You had the sound of. Crunk was starting to come in, and then you still had guys that kept to the old guard like UGK, TI, yeah, um, Eight Ball and MJG, who were still trying to like uh, crooked letters. Who, those guys who were actually saying, "Look, New York, we can rap," but then the ones who were actually hitting the mainstream were the guys like Three Six Mafia, Little John. Um, you remember that was the moment when Too Short even moved. To the south and adapted southern style. Yes, blow the whistle. With, and 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 here and in the all in the midst of this weird time in hip hop, here comes Eminem, a white guy, and Eminem made us just say that fucking guy can rap, regardless if he's white or whatever. This dude can rap, and he's hands down one of the best right now. Yep. In the midst of all of this craziness, here comes this white guy. Backed by Dr. Dre, and and just puts his stamp on the game and does what we've been what the heads 
wanted to do and wanted to hear was rap but he did it with a pop shine that and actually pulled in a mainstream white audience. Yep. And now on Eminem, top of that, yeah. Eminem, and don't forget your point, Fred. Eminem, correct me if I'm wrong, and a lot of what I'm about to say has to do with him being white. His skin did help him. Mm-hmm. But yes, Eminem is. is the most lyrical pop success in hip-hop history. Yes, it, he yes, is. yes, he is. Yes, he is. I, I mean, mean, that's amazing to me, which, as much as I love it, if he was black, it wouldn't have been the same. If he was black, he'd just be Jay-Z. Yeah, exactly. He, he, and we've said Now, this. Jay-Z's one of the most lyrical pop successes, but the difference is this. Number one, Jay-Z's black, and there's a segment and of Jay-Z America that didn't, ain't fuck with you. I mean, I'm sorry, and Eminem did not, Eminem didn't have to dumb down to get to the next level. That's what I'm and saying. That's what I was Jay-Z, about to say. Jay-Z did. Jay-Z, Jay-Z did. Jay-Z that's what said I was just about to say. He said He's he not could. as lyrical as he used to be. Exactly. He said, if I could, I would rap like Common Sense, but I made so half a million. I haven't rapped like Common Sense. So, really, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm all, I always think about the fact that LP, like from Run the Jewels, always said that he was having an interview and somebody was asking him, how does it feel to bring meaning to rap music? And he looked at them like, what are you talking about? And see, they try to always force that type of stuff on guys like Eminem. They always try to force that stuff on them. Like that they're doing this and they're doing that. So, I, you know, I'll I close out on that note. My big thing is... A nigga can't create shit. Yeah. It's always <laughs> the white man that come in there and add meaning and adds... Don't nothing exist if white people ain't doing it. I remember one time I was talking to this white guy at my job and he was talking about how, have you heard this new group? Name Outcast. You know the song, um, Sorry Miss uh, Parker. Uh, ooh, that's a great song. They're a new group. I'm like, man, they've been rapping since 94. Just because they ain't played them on your little white radio station don't mean they new. And so it's like, we as black artists, we, we don't even exist in some white people's worlds unless we get on their radio. But, it, but it's the other way around for us, though. For example, before... Real Hot Chili Peppers, biggest hit, I knew they existed. Yeah. But when black artists make a big hit, that's when we're new. We could have been in the game for 20 years. For instance, Gucci Man is having that issue. Gucci Man is having that thing right now. Gucci Man came out of prison, lost weight, got this whole new look. Then he started getting all these pop songs. He's on a, he's on a Fifth Harmony song. He's on a Bruno Mars remix. <laughs> And all of a sudden, oh, wow, there's this new artist named Gucci Man. No, he's just new to y'all because y'all don't like our fucking music. That's what it is. Gucci. He's, y'all, y'all, y'all don't listen to our music. Y'all don't like our music. And y'all avoid everything fucking black. So when a black motherfucker becomes popular, it's new to y'all because y'all been living under some kind of rock. Well, Whereas actually, black people, we don't live under so, rocks like that. Now, I, I'm going to say this I'm, I'm, before I'm we get up on a tangent. I'm going to say something. This is all. our longest show. I know, but can I say this real quick? Going in at like... Two hours and seven minutes. So I want to, before you do that, let me go ahead and break down this list again. Give 10 through one. Let you have your last thought, and then we will wrap this thing up. You may have to break this up into two shows. Four I'll shows. keep the whole damn show rolling. No, you got no, to break that in two because people don't listen. Shit. Joe Rogan be out every damn day, two, three hours. I know, but that's Joe Rogan, man. Don't yeah. I'm just drop the motherfucker. Don't do it, man. Anyway, coming think, in at number 10. I think the first half of the show is... It's a whole show by itself. It is. Go ahead, though. Coming in at number 10, Cameron. Coming in at number 9, Young Jeezy. Young. Number 8, Game. 
Seven, Ludacris. Six, T.I. Five, Missy Elliott. Four, Lil Wayne. Three, Kanye West. Two, 50 Cent. And number one is Eminem. I always wanted Eminem and Ludacris to do a remix to the song. This is the story of the Jack and the Jackal, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that was like an Eminem-esque song. It was, yeah. And it would have been so dope to have like Eminem playing one role and Ludacris playing the other role yep. or whatever. That would have been like one of the dopest songs. Now you're yes. now you're just overthinking music. That's not going to ever oh, happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, Fuck you! Check it out, man. Fuck this you. is another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Um... This has been another Grown Men Top 10. Just to remind you guys again, we are on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please, please, please comment, subscribe, and rate. When you do all of those things on any one of those platforms, it really helps us push the show and get to the next level. Grown-ups, like we always say about this time, don't go out there and do no dumb shit. Suck a nigga dick. Why? The ladies, of course. Because <laughs> grown ass men do grown man shit. Check that out. That sounded weird. And we are. The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is a Fourth Coast Media production produced by Lawrence Tremell and recorded at the Fourth Coast Studios. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast? What? I love being an asshole.